All right. So, Dan, did you work out today? Of course. You trained. What did you do? Uh, well, this morning I, I just did my morning walk uh, about a mile and then did some like banded hamstring work. And then uh, and that's just like my mini recovery day. And then tonight we did a good jujitsu session. So you, is this a gym that you visited a lot when you come to town or is it a new gym or what's the situation there? So we've got an awesome place here uh, where we lift and then an, uh, an amazing group uh, where we train well. So luckily Athens, Georgia, you know, go dogs uh, in that <laughs> home of the UGA uh, football team that I'm sure you guys love seeing. Um, but yeah, we've got a great group <laughs> of folks here and a good setup. I've actually always liked Georgia. So some people <laughs> may think I'm crazy, but I don't know. I've never had an issue with Georgia. Of course, they're in the East, so we never play them regularly, but it's definitely right. getting more serious. It has, you know, since Kirby's been there, but I, I oh, like yeah. them. Yeah, it's I'm been fun being family. in this town. Yeah. Well, hey, man, they've been they've been dominant the last two years. Uh -huh, uh, that's right. It's, yeah, it's been fun being here. So you're, you have decided to come to the Mark Forrester Jag 28 birthday walk. It's coming up on May 20th. I'm curious, first of all, why this will be your first time. So what made you decide to come? I hope I didn't put well, any pressure on you. Uh, no, no pressure felt. You know, I, I've been wanting to make it for years. It just hasn't ever like, you know, something's come up, something's come up, something's come up. And uh, so hoping all the stars align and uh, that we can get there. Last couple of years, we've been out in Morocco and, uh, and with our with our schedule, it's like, all right, well, got to make things happen. And I, I know for me, it's hard to like way in advance um well it sounds like with your job or one of your jobs you've you know i know you were in jacksonville last week for a while with with uh sandlot jacks and the go ruck games and then it sounds like you're going to be in ohio soon i believe that's right okay you got a lot going on yeah so with the go ruck you know it's a lot of uh, weekend events so they start typically friday night and run saturday and sunday and uh, and some of those are, you know, through the night, all week, all weekend long, you're you're on the move. And uh, but the cool thing about that is like during the week, you know, I got a really freed up schedule uh, to get all, all kinds of other goodness. And uh, and we just wrapped up that big Sandlot Jacks uh, big fitness festival down there, which was, you know, all year long of planning and it coming all together. But. Yeah, just staying busy, staying active and uh, in the fight, you know. Hey, so are you going to have any four-wheelers or any type of ATVs over there on, on your property? Oh, yeah. You betcha. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. Got to. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Man, well, I remember, uh, I, of course, we grew up with them. But I, sometime after I started working several years and was supporting myself fine, I went and bought one. And then like one to two weeks later, Mark went and got the same exact four-wheeler I got. So we both had one. And we never rode them as much as I, I wish we had of, but I, I hate, I, he sold his and I sold mine and should have never done it. But one of these days, yeah. some more for the kids. There you go. Well, that's, Hey, not getting any older. You might as well get one, let them rip around a little bit, wear a helmet and, uh, and <laughs> maybe make it one of those, uh, stick shift ones where it's harder to go a little bit faster. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. What are you ex 
expecting for the Jaguar walk? I know you've kind of done your own a few times in, in Morocco and other places, but being here and being in Haleyville, what, what's your expectations? Uh, well, I expect a lot of, you know, emotion going into it. Um, a b- good community. I know that that's something you guys pull dear and whether it's 10 people that show up or 200 people, like just feeling that and, uh, and really just rocking to remember and, uh, and spending time together. That's, that's kind of my expectation of what's going down. And, uh, you know, 28 miles, you can't, you, nobody gets out the easy feeling feet, you know, you're going to be limping yeah. around a little bit. So that's, that's definitely the feeling. What are you, what are you going to wear? What kind of shoes and socks and, and what, and gear are you planning on? That's a great question. So I wear uh, the go ruck Mac V one boots. Uh, I've put hundreds, if not thousands of miles on them at this point, And they, they hold up really, really well uh, over time. Uh, different than like a walking shoe or a running shoe. Uh, man, it's just like, I've never had any issues with them. They're made really, really well. And so that's what I wear for boots. Now for socks, uh, I go back and forth. You know, it's really hard to beat darn tough sock. Uh, go Ruck, the brand just came out with a, their own uh, really nice sock as well. They've been playing around with. It's kind of a warmer sock. Um, mm-hmm. So my go-to has always been darn tough. Or uh, there's been a few iterations now of the the Go Ruck sock, which is uh, another company called Lasso. But you know, just a good pair of socks, and then conditioning your feet. So, okay, I didn't know Lasso was actually another company. I was wondering what those were. Yeah, I think that's another sock sock brand, and they they started off with those. I I got a couple pairs before and had been trying them out. They were really good, but also like you know one of my cadre air traffic control school quizzing them on like, hey, what shoes should you wear? What socks do you wear? And he said, boys, my feet are so hard that I give my boots blisters. <laughs> and that kind of that, that kind of hit me, you know. I was like 19 at the time, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's what you got to do. You know, you got to harden up your feet a little bit." And uh, and there's a lot of ways that you can do that. And so, like, it helps to have good gear, but as as opposed to just like relying on the perfect sock and uh-huh. and tape, and taping your feet up and putting like lotion on it and all that. Like, man, there's a lot that you can do uh, to to get ahead of the curve. I think. Yeah, that's a good point on toughening your feet. And that's something I believe in. I dare starting, you know, in the spring. What what do you do or what would you recommend for toughening up your feet? Well, uh, I'm a big fan of barefoot walking uh, as much as you can handle just to strengthen up every all, all the little stuff in your feet. And, uh, and it, you know, the whole foot, every little inch. There's so many uh, little, you know, fibers there and and receptive like pain receptors and muscles and tendons that it all ties together and so having good uh dexterity through the foot is very important as well as just you know making sure your plantar uh the plantar is correctly laying so smashing it out rubbing um i like to roll on a lacrosse ball basically every morning or before movement just to get the bottoms of your feet correct right uh another thing that i've used and and this is like an old, you know, old GI trick is actually peeing on your feet. Uh, you can do it in the shower. You oh, can this sounds good. Do yep, yep. So, uh, so there's a pro tip for you, old commando trick. And what it does is it actually hardens up the skin. And uh, there's some research behind it. 
try it out. Let me know what you think. But how do you uh, how do you get on the bot get it on the bottom of your foot? Well, just you know, just take care of it in the shower. Okay. <laughs> and the other the other trick that I do before any long ruck, like if you're coming out, is get your feet. Okay, so in training, get, get go in the shower with your boots on and your socks. So your game day attire. Take a full shower, so fully submerged with your feet, soaking wet in the boots, and then wear them until they dry. And what that's going to do is loosen up the uh, the leather, the fibers, and form the boot boot around your foot. That's always worked out really well for me. I haven't done that in all of my go ruck shoes because they come pretty well built broke in. But any other shoes you have. And just wear them, get them really wet, and then wear them till they dry. And uh, and that's that's a pretty good technique. So even if they're not new, no matter the age, as long as the, if that's what you're using, you're and still get them wet, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, okay. it's not going to hurt because uh, there's always room for to, for it to break in a little bit more. And if you're on the edge of like, oh my gosh, if my boots get wet, then something bad's going to happen. Like maybe you shouldn't take those on a 28 mile rock. Uh-huh. So I would I would definitely recommend that for anybody to try out. Yeah, that's that's really good. So I, I definitely was not familiar with peeing on your foot, and then uh, I mean, because I, I, I <laughs> definitely I do a lot of walking around barefooted, and I, I grew up barefooted, and we just always I pride in having tough feet. I think all of us boys in our family did. I felt like I could climb trees better barefooted than with shoes on when I was young. Sure, sure. And then. Um, yeah, I hadn't even thought about that with taking a shower with the shoes that I'm going to wear and socks. That's a good one. Because, I, I mean, we do it rain or shine. now, And we've had rain. We've never mm-hmm. had rain the entire time, but we've had rain for a few hours. And uh, yeah. people have been soaked pretty good. You know, another another thing that I have seen guys do, and, and a couple of the PJs during our uh, the 24th selection, they would put antiperspirant on the bottoms of their feet. And for weeks on end leading up to the the ruck spraying antiperspirant and what that does is basically i believe what antiperspirant does is clogs up the pores so you're not sweating and so some of the moisture that you get in your socks and in your feet is from sweat and so if you're shutting off the sweat glands in the bottom of your feet they're not going to get as wet i don't think that's necessary and that's a we got that taught that from uh, some ultra runners but I don't think that that's necessarily going to be the best bet for you. I think a better thing to do is, you know, toughen up your skin, get make sure that your uh, your tendons are all good so that doesn't become an issue. And then having a good sock uh, change out plan, you know, hey, you could socks weigh, right? And so you could mm-hmm. row over the course of 28 miles. I mean, if you wanted to stay really comfortable, you could change out every six miles or so. You're carrying a bunch of socks around. But if you get wet, change them out, and you're not going to have as bad of a day. For me, I'll, I'll wear one pair, and it'll be fine. And just So, yeah, it. okay. We have rest areas every five to seven miles, basically. That's when I change mine out. Mm-hmm. Um, I really change mine out. My method is whether I need it or not, I'll change them. Now, if I'm at the very last stop, the last stop is my parents' house, and it's about three and a half miles, I believe, to the end back at the school. And if I'm feeling really good, then I won't change on that last stop. But other than that, I've, I'm prepared to change them every time. Yeah. Okay. I think I, I think the biggest thing is that you don't want to get a blister in the first like five or six miles, right? Because that's gonna yeah, it's gonna change. It's just gonna change the way you're walking. 
you're going to start having knee pain and uh and it's just miserable so if you can delay that until you know until it's you know way down the line the better off you're going to be yeah certainly i I've, i mean i've seen well, I know you've seen it in this event. I've, I've just seen a lot of nasty ones and some of them. And, and sometimes it's people that you are unlikely candidates. But I've seen guys with just blood-soaked boots, those mm. like those Altimas or something, some of those issued boots that you can get, and um, like just soaked through instead of being tan, desert tan, the red. I mean, just bad stuff. Wow. Um, are you going to carry any weight? Are you actually rucking? Oh, of course. It's a ruck, right? <laughs> How much weight are you going to have? Do you know? Uh, well, I mean, I did 28 pounds uh, a couple years ago. That was effective for the stimulus that we were su- shooting for. But I could, we could go heavier if that was, uh, if that was clever. <laughs> I don't know. What, what, do, what do most guys do? You know, technically we call it a walk because I know all of my training is with weight, but the day off, I don't carry extra weight besides what I have in my pack, you know, with, with kit, just to make in socks and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some guys show up with 60, 70, 80 pounds. Some guys with 20, I like, it just depends. And, and there's a lot of people that don't carry any, any extra weight. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I Mueller would, will carry any extra weight. I would recommend that guys not necessarily more than 60 pounds. You know, that's pretty advanced. But I do think that there's an added element to anybody getting into it is throw 20, 25 pounds on. Like That's not going to break you down. And you can also, if you get halfway in and, you know, you, you need to cross load some gear, people are going to yeah. help you out and, and share the rug. Mm-hmm. But the idea of... Uh, embracing that suffering a little bit more and then thinking about like, hey, all right, what's in the ruck? What's what's required? And specifically for the, the combat controller, well, you got your radios, you got your batteries, you got your satcom antennas. Like this is these are your tools of the trade. And so that's the that's the flavor. And uh and I think that it can help bring it all home is like instead of just a walk in the park, man, like you gotta embrace that a little bit more. And you know, it doesn't have to be a crazy loadout. Like I'm not saying put 45 pounds in although if you're a, a, a good rucker that's still going to be a really good event but uh yeah. just adding yeah. a little bit more will will get that going yeah. pretty well and it could just be a cool rock you know i did this for years where i would travel for go ruck events and where whatever city i was in i'd go down to the bay or to the river and i'd pull out a rock and that would be what i would carry in my ruck and then i'd bring it back and I had a nice little garden in my house and it was like a rock garden and uh, all the rocks would just end up. And it was like a little memorial, right? <laughs> well, I guess uh, if you're willing to pay the extra weight, you know, for the check, the carry on, you know, with the airline. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. It's funny. You can't uh, airlines won't let you take weights on typically because they show up. They like block out. You know, if it's a steel plate, it'll basically just be a black mark on your bag. And they'll take it out and it's an issue because if it fell, it could hurt somebody. But I've never, not once, had somebody have a problem with me with a rock. There's no weight requirement. They just will pitch a fit if you got like a dumbbell in there or something. But uh yeah. seem to be good to go <laughs> by TSA. That's good to know. I said, don't try to fly with your uh, go ruck ruck plate because no. that will absolutely get taken. Yeah, yeah, I won't do that for sure. Um <laughs> We will have 
plenty of volunteers that that well we have stops of course and we also have cars that that trail and, and drive by especially as the day goes on and it gets hotter they'll drive by in between the stops and hand out drinks and so yeah if somebody has the drop drop a load they can easily do that and put it in a car mm-hmm. too and get it at the end we've seen that happen you know i've seen one time where uh one of mark's teammates johnny yellock he was he, he does the walk every year and he always had those 30 plus surgeries on his on his feet legs and uh there was one young guy i don't know if he was in the reserves or i don't know what he was in but he showed up with a bunch of weight and he couldn't handle it and johnny ended up carrying his ruck <laughs> and i remember just thinking to myself man i wonder if he knows you know the just the situation of johnny's legs and here he is carrying his you know 40 pounds or whatever it was but but, but man i i feel that so much because i can i can put myself in those shoes and i'm sure that johnny at some point like, took pride in that because if yeah. any time on the team there was an issue where like the guy couldn't carry his bags like there's somebody else taking absolute pride in like yes i will carry that because that just adds like johnny won't ever forget that the guy won't ever forget it you didn't forget it and it it just added to the fun of like hey this is t- it's a teamwork event as well you know it doesn't have to be just an individual thing if you need a hand reach out and somebody's there to help you and guys love to step up you know and see if they can overcome that challenge which man awesome that he did that with yeah. all of the adversity that he's overcome like that mm-hmm. that just adds to the the legend right there yeah and we have such a such a group of just self selflessness and you know there's been times where people have shown up like a guy's son that does the walk with us. So a good friend of mine, Chris, his son had a broken leg one year. So mm-hmm. he did part of, he, he did, he limped along with crutches for a while. Then he had a, like a stroller type thing and people took turns pushing him the, the, the rest of the way, or at least wow. for three quarters of it. And yeah. we've, we've, we've pushed people in, in, in strollers, you know, several times, kids and, and injured people. That's amazing. Dan, we'll start out at the cemetery with memorial push-ups, and then we will we end it at the high school with memorial push-ups. And I would love for you to lead us in one of those. Do you have a preference at the beginning or the end? Your call. All right. Yeah, as long as you're as long as you're in one of those, we, we I want you to to fire us up with them. Yeah, I'd be proud. Yeah, for sure. How are you going to prepare? Now, do you feel like? Do you do anything specific for something like this? Or are you always training? Is Does your training always like prepare for a long run like this? Yeah. So I believe in be, having uh, possessing a ready for whatever level of fitness. And so, and I've carried that with me from my time in the, in the Air Force. Is like, you know, there's, we don't really have a season. You know, you're not really like, you're not a season athlete. You're more of just like, all right, well, today's mission, whether it's running, uh, uh, 10k or lifting up something really heavy like you got to be prepared for whatever so i haven't taken any time off really and i try to stay in good shape um for the most part stay healthy so this is just another fun weekend and part of the gig with you know doing go ruck events is you're half the 20 to 30 maybe more miles on a weekend and uh that's just just part of the gig yeah yeah, you're always ready. That's good. I, I, you know, and I don't know. I mean, that's one thing I love about Go Ruck is 
you know, ever since I got into it, you know, several years ago now, I, I love to rock and it's my time. It's my time. I do it alone. I do it. Sometimes I do it with my kids and I do it with friends, but majority of the time I'm alone. And it, it's, man, it's just such a good time for me to reset, you know, ponder and, and think and, and listen to podcasts and, and listen to birds. Um, but I keep this since I got the GR or since I got the bullet rug. I keep it close. It's right here in my office. And so I'm ready to go with it. Um, yep. I can easily, I went out today, you know, I just took a 15 minute break midday during work. So I'm out of here and just walked down around the lake and back and with, I just have 20 pounds in it now. And, uh, but it's such a, it's so awesome just to step away and to know that I'm doing something that's, it's a little more strenuous than just walking. That's sure. so good for me. Yeah, I tried to hide the miles as well. Uh, for years, I didn't really wear a watch and track my steps. But uh, recently, I've been trying to really pay attention to that. So I'm like, and the goal is ten to fifteen thousand steps a day. Um, that's you know. It, did you read the Michael Easter book, uh, Comfort Crisis? Yes, love it. Yeah, solid. Uh, and it's a fantastic newsletter if you haven't I subscribed. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, he broke down something that was like you know, ten thousand should be the minimum. Uh, and, uh, and then there was a, 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 a mortality study that they did and it was like 12,500 was good, even better, but 15,000, you really have to be deliberate and you got to try to do that. And it's so much better for you. So, in, you know, I, I don't do all of my walking, all of that weighted, but just being active, being on the move uh, and taking the time. Similarly, like, you know, I, I like to walk in the morning. So I do my barefoot walking in the morning, get them. You know, whether it's 20 minutes to an hour, a couple miles, just out for a stroll. Nothing. It's low intensity, really, really low intensity. And then throughout the day, just staying active. And then I'm a big strength uh, advocate. So getting your lifting in, getting your squats in, getting some deadlifts in, carrying. So, you know, whatever it is, heavy, heavy weight carries. And I think that that goes a long ways too, um, to, to just prepare you for, for rucking. But yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing will replace getting a, a rucksack on the back, you know, got to, got to put it on and get some practice with it. Well, something that you do, and I know several people that do this, but I, I've seen you do it even recently with your, with your wife and son is teaching him the importance of taking the stairs, you know, whenever possible versus the elevator or escalator. And oh, yeah. I love that. I mean, that's another way to get, to get some, <laughs> to get some steps in and, don't just don't take the stairs unless you're you know maybe you know ten flights up or something. Yeah, we did. And uh, full disclosure, well, okay, so two stories on that. Well, well I was just in Austin, Texas last week, and uh, and Pollux, my son, he's 21 months, and he just found the escalators, and he thinks it's so cool. And so escalator, escalator, and we rode escalators for like an hour straight in this hotel. We were just up and down and up and walk to it, and he just got a kick out of it. So. We're going to have to break that at some point, uh, <laughs> but he just loves it. It's like a little ride for him at this point. Um, but yeah, and, and another little journey that I was on hanging out with, uh, uh, he was a, on the SEAL teams uh, and he was a badass operator. And we are, we were staying on like the 26th floor of this hotel in uh, Los Angeles. And he was, and we had just finished this workout. So I had, a, I had an extra kettlebell with me and he was like, all right, man, we're taking the stairs. <laughs> That was a straight. I had to. I had to sack up on that one. It was. Uh, oh crap! It was a real deal. I was like, all right, well, here we go. 
So, yeah, but you're right. I mean, take the stairs every chance you get. And uh, even in your house, like, set those alarm clocks to get up, get down, change directions. You know, I'm also a big fan of getting some backwards walking or uh, lateral walking. I do a lot of sled pulling as well as, like, warm-up and uh, for, for weightlifting stuff. Just, you know, if you got a sled, throw it on there, pull it, push it, side steps. Yeah. Uh, so, so we're working in all directions and uh and planes in that aspect yeah so your hips are going to be your hips are always ready your legs are ready yeah you're good to go and and i'm amazed there are i don't want to jinx myself because i've i've been able to do great every year but you know when that 28 miles is done and we immediately go to the mortal push-ups and the more push-ups is i think it's like 30 push-ups dan's how it works out it's like like 10 three counts or something or four counts and then plus a few extras depends on what what chief's running it okay so (laughs) let's just say it's about 33 push-ups something like that and and for for a lot of people they're smoked and they have zero energy left and and zero strength and they just they can't do it i I hope i'm i'm i don't screw myself this year i mean i've been able to do it every year and I, i plan to still be able to do it at the very end too especially if you're leading it well you know and i think that's one thing is like you can do it everybody can do it it's just finding a way going at a pace that you can do it at and then committing to the training like you got a couple weeks you know get get some good practice reps in so it doesn't it's not a shock so hopefully listening on here that uh can take take a little bit of you know word to the wise like body's gonna perform if you ask it to perform the day of but give it some hints of like what's coming up, you know, and if you haven't been training, like do some good reps so you don't get shocked. And then when all that fatigue sets in, that it's just a, a slap in the face, like, and that's just having some discipline. Yeah. One thing that I started last year, Dan, is because of my Achilles injury and, you know, my foot, it, it still swells up some. It doesn't swell much anymore at all. But it, it, even last year, it was some and it gets real restless. And I was just curious how it was going to do. And I was using new shoes. I went to the ballistic trainers last year with the first walk. And so I started using the ruck wrap, which are the bulletproof bands now. And I did those actually at every stop that we had. So every, every four to seven miles, I put some compression on both. Mm-hmm. I did both ankles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I realized it was just that one day study, but, you know, I didn't have swelling at the end of the day. I didn't have the restless leg. So are, do you plan on doing anything like that during the event or will you save it for after or before or what? So 100 percent of the time before and after uh, and then during is like if you have an issue, I would say absolutely. So you, you you're with a known injury, you know that you're going to get swelling. Um, and, and so you're staying on top of it so it doesn't get worse. And you're, you're really demanding through the, what you're, what you're referencing is the compression bands. And so it's our tight wrap from the ankle or from the middle of the foot up to the ankles. And you can really put some more pressure on your Achilles, but all that trauma, you know, all these steps that you're putting in is causing little micro traumas and your body's natural response to that is to push swelling to that area to protect it and to help recover it. Well, if we're pushing that fluid back into our body and uh, it's going to help with the recovery, but you're also 
through a process of intermittent ischemia. Ischemia means lack of blood flow and intermittent just being however often as you do it. Your body's going to flush when you take that band off. You're flushing fresh blood and nutrients, uh, HGH, all kinds of healthy properties, healthy blood back into that area to help with the healing process intra-workout or intra-activity. So, you know, your, your question, I'm going to do it before just to prep. So I'm, I'm as optimally set up as I can be. But then throughout the walk, like you're you're tuning into your body. You know, you're, you're listening to the little things. You're seeing how your, how your ankles are feeling, how your calves are doing, how your knees are doing, your hips. And then depending on how it is, like address the little problems as they come up. So, you know, just like you're driving your car, if you're alert, or, you know, if your check engine light starts flashing at you or comes on, if you ignore it for too long, something bad's going to happen. You know, worst case scenario, the engine blows up and, you know, you tear a hamstring. Similarly, man, you got to take care of the machine as you're walking along. So uh, I've had a lot of issues where, you know, you start off a ruck and, and you're like, ah, well, my right knee's kind of bugging me. So do a wrap, you know, a couple wraps below the knee, a couple wraps above the kneecap. So you're taking care of calf, Achilles, and hamstring. Uh, I'm sorry, calf, quad, and hamstring, relieving some of that pain as you're walking along. And I've I've seen numerous people have good results with that. You you learned me a good thing, you know, years ago, and I've told you about it. My kids yeah. a couple times a week, like, hey, daddy, will you wrap my legs? They legs, <laughs> they, they 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 hurt them. You know, growing pains probably, and they play hard and. <laughs> I'll wrap their whole leg from the ankle all the way to the, to their hip. And yeah. they, they love it. I mean, that's how they can sometimes the only, only reason they can only way they can go to sleep. You know, I wish that more people and it's it, hopefully it comes, you know, more popular and people can just share the, the technique. You don't have to live with pain, right? There's a soul and you don't have to just take drugs to make it feel better. Um, and the ibuprofen isn't doing what you want it to be doing when you need it to be doing it. Right. And so, Simple stuff like compression or some body tempering, right? Roll it out, you know, get some, uh, get some motion to it, some energy that's actually helping bring nutrients and, and, you know, heat and blood flow to what you need when you need it. Yeah. What else do you want to say about bulletproof bands or bulletproof? Uh, what are the other training bands? But what, what do you want to say about any of that? Yeah, so our, our whole thing with the bulletproof band ruck wrap and it kind of evolved into, you know, if you think about your ruck as a toolbox, uh, like, like, like I mentioned, hey, in the military, our, our, our toolbox has our weapons in it. It's got our radios, it's got our food, water, everything you need to complete the mission. But it, then if you think about your gym bag or your rucksack uh, that you're going to be walking with, that's also your tool, toolbox. Hopefully you got some licky chewies, some water, some snacks. Uh, maybe your cell phone's in there, but then other things that can help you maintain your machine. So when things start going wrong, you can address those issues. So stuff like the floss bands, uh, other th things like uh, I I'm a big fan of the hip circles. So if you're not familiar, it's just a continuous loop, either a rubber band or some kind of uh, fabric with elastic in it. And, and what, what I do is before all, all the work, you know, whether it's a workout or a ruck, putting it around your knees, going through a little stepping sequence. So do some forward steps and backward steps some um, some squats, some bridges to get your hips, your glutes, your, your hip flexors, your hamstrings, your quads all fired up before you start getting really active with it. 
And then uh, I'm a big fan of band training as well. So just a continuous loop band. You've seen bands in CrossFit gyms, all kinds of uses for it. Um, so you can use those for strengthening exercises and then also any mobility. You have tons of different options. But if you have a couple of those bands, they weigh next to nothing, but they, they can actually help make you stronger. And then if you have a couple of mobility things that you can do with it, they can help you stay in the fight for longer. And so yeah. I just view it as a tool in the toolbox. And, uh, and, and it can help you get stronger in the off season as well. Um, and your daily training. And so there's tons of different exercises that you can do. You pick five to 10, you know, I do, I've got about 10 exercises that I do religiously, right? They're my top 10 things and you, I'm going to do them all the time because I believe in their benefits and, uh, everybody can have their own. Well, and you, you post videos of, of a, I don't know if you've got all of them online on your YouTube channel, but you've got a lot of them. Yeah, I, I try to try to post stuff that like some weird stuff that I do, not like super crazy off the wall, but say, hey, like banded good mornings, right? Why would I do a good morning? Good morning is a simple thing. You're standing on the band, you put it or loop it around your neck, you keep a little bit of bend in your knees, you keep your back straight, and you push your butt back, and then you stand it up. So it's a awesome, it isolates the hamstrings which are on the back of your legs, um, the posterior chain. And that's oftentimes a very weak point in athletes, specifically girl, uh, which girls tend to be quad dominant. And that's why they t tend to have a lot of knee issues. You hear them tearing ACLs or torn meniscus or all kinds of things because they have an imbalance from the front to the back. And so adding in some very basic exercises like, you know, Good morning, some deadlifts, some some single leg Romanian deadlifts, stuff that really focuses on building up the posterior chain can get you a long way. So I, I post a lot of that kind of stuff um, just, you know, for people to get ideas to try it out. And uh, yeah, so if you're interested in that, you're listening to this and want to subscribe to YouTube, like I'm, I'm not I'm not making up anything. I'm not necessarily like I've stolen all of it somewhere else. And I'm like, oh, well, that works. So give it a try. Yeah. So what's the URL and then the discount code you provide? Because it's a great it's a great discount. I want to use it. Yeah. So uh, the website is Ruck Rap. So R-U-C-K Rap, W-R-A-P dot com. And then if you use JAG 28, you get 28 percent. So uh, fat discounts. And man, like, you know, I just want to get you guys, everybody that's going to be there um, taken care of. Yeah, that's I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Hopefully, you know, I just want to see people succeed. I have a good friend that he helps me a lot with like search organization and just anything, anything online marketing stuff. That's what he does. And we talk, we talk training a lot. We, we have, we work out very differently, but um, I love talking about it with him. And so I bought him one of the, one of your new training bands, the orange one. I don't know if it, that's maybe next to the strongest one I believe you've got. Yep. So I sent that to him and he was not familiar. And so what about people who say, this looks good. I want to try it. Where do they go to learn what options they have with those bands? Go to your YouTube channel. Is that the best place? Yep. Would you say the YouTube? I try to post those on there. Um, there's any number of different, you know, that guy Kelly Starrett, the who really made band yeah. training, uh, he's great, popular with the mobility stuff. It really all stems back to like, you know, the powerlifting though. The guys from Westside Barbell, um, 
there's tons of different physical therapists that are putting out good ideas. And really that's like, I mean, you, you experienced this and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when you, after you had your surgery, they put you to physical therapy and they gave you all these strengthening exercises and they're all kind of weird, like simple movements, but it's to strengthen that aspect. And a lot of it is with bands because the bands uh, provide a search. They get, it gets heavier the longer it goes. And so you don't have to go all the way, but you go just enough. And then over time, you can go a little bit further and, and get stronger. And the other cool thing with that is uh, it's in a controlled environment too. So it's not like, you know, free weight where, you know, you, you got to have all this range of motion or perfect form, but you can really kind of break down the movement and do these small exercises to help, help target weak areas. The, the versatility of, of where you actually like where your body is right your living room mm-hmm. lay, laying down you know watching tv with the kids I mean, there's a lot so many your bedroom so many places you can do it too oh yeah absolutely i mean it's just versatility and your creativity uh i keep you know a couple different sizes around all the time because i you know we've got we we carry six sizes you could probably get you know a dozen different weights essentially of different bands uh, but my most used band is like a super thin little band and you're just getting high rep stuff that help helps build up blood flow and uh and so you're reducing soreness but you're also help strengthening all the little stabilizer muscles by doing high repetition movements so and the options are really limitless to your creati- creativity and uh and what your body needs because we've all got different weak areas uh, but some standard stuff is like most guys have weak hamstrings, weak low backs, and weak triceps. And so those three things, like add those, add one or two movements in for those three areas. And all of a sudden, hey, rucking gets easier. Your core is stronger and your push-ups get better because your triceps are stronger. So that's solving most of your problems right there. Hmm. Well, I heard from you years ago when you're the only person I've ever heard this from. Fronts for show, backs for go. Never forgot that. That's right. Yep. Absolutely. All right. A few more things, Dan. The I, I love the train with sand. I love all the sand options with go rook. I have two sandbags. I've got two kettlebells. Mm-hmm. And I think I've got no. I've got three sandbags and uh, two kettlebells. I want to continue to to get more in my arsenal. Will you explain the benefits of of the sand option training, and then what are some maybe some things that you've learned as y'all been as, as you've been doing this for a few years now? So some benefit. Anytime you're doing resistance training, you've got tons of benefits, right? I mean, strength is is quite literally the fountain of youth. Um, so you know, pick it up, put it down. Pick it up in your arms, do some squats with it. Pick it up, press with it. Um, just getting some resistance training is going to help out with basically everything. Um, it doesn't have to be crazy complicated. doesn't have to be overly heavy, but you're going to work through some good form issues. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things that we've learned over time is like, you know, just listen to your body. Don't do too much too soon, too fast. And, uh, and, and, ease into it right you don't have to have a huge ego lifting but at the same time like you know bring your ego and help make it stronger right i mean that's the whole reason why you're working out is to feel better and and gain confidence under the weights and so for sandbags uh you know it's just viewed as just another tool you know some guys 
go through life and all they do is kettlebell stuff. Some guy, all, some guys, all they do is barbells. Um, all of it's good. All of it's positive, but you got to do it. You know, the biggest thing is like not doing, doing your work is the wrong answer, right? Letting your sandbags get a bunch of dust on them is the wrong answer, right? Putting it to work and, uh, and keeping it constantly varied, changing it up, not getting into, into a routine and not doing it is the, the only work. I'm, I'm one of many who experienced this, but in March of 2020, I was laid off and I worked for a company that had a, a pretty good gym and I worked out, I, I worked out in there, you know, almost every day of the week. And I was thinking, oh man, where am I going to train at now? What am I going to do? And, and I also have always used Mark or for many years, I've been using Mark Lauren's body weight training. If you know him former. Mm-hmm. So I was left with, with, whatever I had at home, I didn't have a lot of time. So I just used body weight. And then I started adding and, and some sand kettlebells and, 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 uh, that's been a huge blessing. Now, now where I work at Lockheed Martin, we do have a great gym and I use it when I go to work and I can go whenever I want, but I don't go to work much once a week. And so I use the, I go to work to use the gym mostly. Other than that, I'm here at home and I've got, I've got just about, I've got what I need. I really could use another sandbag and another kettlebell, but I've got pretty much what I need. I got, I got a couple of dumbbells. So it, it is a, it's a fantastic, I guess, d- does, does, uh, Emily McCarthy take credit for that or, or what for the sandbags or who is that you? <laughs> who, who, who is the brains? Behind? I'm not really sure who, uh, who was the first to, you know, kick Jason in the butt and tell him, Hey, we need some sandbags, uh, in the, in the arsenal. But, uh, you know, whoever takes credit for it, great. Um, but at the end of the day, like, it's not about how much stuff you have. It's what you're doing with it. And so, hey, like, you can get a fantastic workout with you know, body weight and even one sandbag. And, and one of my favorite ways to train is just mix a body weight movement up with a simple sandbag movement. And it doesn't have to be you – know, ideally, it's not the same movement pattern, but do something with body weight, do something with weights, and just go back and forth like that. For, until you're smashed out like it doesn't have to be complicated no. and that's another thing with go rock too uh kind of it, it should have launched yesterday I'm, I'm, uh, you know there's widgets on the backside, but we're coming out with the the specialized tra- training programs and so i just wrote this whole strength program um basically all you need is a couple different sizes of sandbag and it's going to take you three days a week 20 minutes a day so there are two 10 minute sections essentially so you do you know, 20 minutes of strength training before you do your, you know, cardio or you go for your ruck or whatever it is. Uh, but it's structured out like that with the intent to get you stronger uh, because that's really like strength training. It takes the longest to build strength and it's, it's quick as well. If you, you know, if you sit on it for too long, but it, you know, it takes a while to build up a good amount of strength. And like you said, it, it can be, you know, if you don't really know what you're getting into, it's a little overwhelming sometimes. So keep it simple and, uh, and just find a good program and stick to it. Uh, I'm a big fan of like mini training sessions. So, you know, you've got your weight, your big lifting days, but then take 30 minutes you know, and you can do this every day is pick one or two exercises specifically for grip guts and, uh, and, and core and, uh, and just bang out some movement. Right. And, uh, and that can, I like to do banded work with that. So just pick one or two moves and, and work on it for 10, 15 minutes. 
break a sweat, get the blood flowing. And that helps one with, uh, like I said, building up weak muscles and, and, uh, kind of the physical therapy side, but also that blood flow. So you're not getting as sore and you can recover faster and you're putting a lot of extra volume in. You were the director of training at GORUCK. Now, are you the director of specialized training? Is that it? And yeah, yeah, I guess the, uh, I guess that, uh, yes, I guess technically, yes. Did the name just change or is there also a director of training and you're now the director of specialized training? Yeah, there. Yes. Yeah. So the name changed. Uh, some of the roles changed. And uh, yeah, I got, you know, everybody's special. I think I get a participant participation trophy co- that goes along with the title. Okay, good. But at the, good. At the end of the day, man, we're just putting out, you know, more programs for folks that uh, with some specific guidance of like, hey, you know, that's what we want to take. And, and most people, the first one that we're putting out is the strength training aspect because i i believe in you know upping your your overall absolute strength and uh and so i put a a big value on that and most people need it so that's what we're leading off with well you're kicking butt go ruck is kicking butt there's 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 no bigger fan than me last thing is i don't know how often you do this dan or if it was a one-time thing or maybe it's a as a measurement thing every once in a while but I think you carried a hundred pounds for a mile recently. Can you, we explain that? How did you do it? How, is that something you, you kind of do regularly is to check your progress and how did you carry it on your body? And, <laughs> That's and how did it feel? <laughs> so, so we just came out with this uh, baseline functional fitness test and you know, like every, everybody and their brothers got a different PT test. You know, the army's got theirs, air force has theirs. Every SWAT team has their own, like everybody's got their own, contest that they're putting out and so go ruck put this out uh this standard of put 100 pounds in a ruck or carry 100 pounds for a mile and just see how quickly you can do it and we've tested it a couple times and uh guys have done it for the go ruck games and put up pretty awesome times and uh yesterday morning you know i was like all right well hey it's it's about that time one of the go ruck games competitors you know he's a he's a top of the line athlete he was like hey dan what's your what's your time what's your score and i was like ah man i like I didn't have a great answer for him because I hadn't hit it in a while. And uh, so I, I owed it that yesterday morning mm-hmm. thing, uh, you know, I had a cup of coffee and then I was like, all right, we're getting it on. Uh, and I was, you know, first thing in the morning is not necessarily the optimal time to, to do something really terrible either. If you're going to do something like a, a hundred pound mile. Uh, so I, I put a hundred pounds in my go ruck, uh, G, uh, the rucker 25 liter, put a, uh, a couple of ruck plates in there, my, uh, and then I had to top it off with a couple of dumbbells and, uh, yeah, just jogged it out. And I, I'm not a big runner either, but just try to stay with like a little shuffle cadence, hit a lap, hit the mile. Uh, it was, it was heinous. I mean, it was hard. Did like, you have the Mag no, V1s on? Is that what you wore? Uh, no, I actually wore the ballistic trainers yesterday. Uh, they're a little lighter, but yeah, it's a, it's a really tough standard. I mean, 100 pounds is no joke. You know, and uh, yeah. but for a mile, it's not it's not the end of the world. Um, you can probably get it done, and most people should be able to get it done in under twenty minutes. Um, and then start working back from there. If a hundred pounds is way too much for you for scaling wise, like start with fifty pounds, take it for a mile, see how quickly you can really just move. Because the idea is it's it's more like a sprint. You know, there's different levels of like weight versus pace. You know, you should I, I think for stud status doing five miles in an hour with 45 pounds that's that's 
a really tough ruck as well. Hmm. Uh, and that's that's like yeah, you're good. You're probably good to go. Yeah, you're not um, walking. You, You've got to. You have to be shuffling or jogging in there, right? I take that uh, that one specifically in order to hit that time. You can you can stride it out, um, but I like to go in intervals. So I'd either go like you know whether it's thirty seconds on, thirty seconds, or one minute of uh, shuffle, one minute of, of recovery walking, um, and that that's a, a great workout as well as a, a really tough test. Uh, but man, like cut all those weights in half if you're just getting started and start knocking out these little benchmarks, and then if you go even further with distance wise is like do a 12 miler. Um, maybe do it with 30 pounds and you should be under four hours. Okay. What does that look like? And then start wow. chipping, chipping away at that. Um, just like tough standards, but the mile with a hundred pounds, it's hard. Um, I mean, you're, you're gonna, everything is going to feel it after that. Yeah. I bet. And it's but, a totally different piece than, you know, 28 miles or 28 pounds. Like it's a different vibe, but at the same time, it's, it's just a training day, and uh, and so everything is everything. And what did you say on the five miles with forty five pounds? And how long did you say? Did you say two hours or one hour? One hour, yeah. So that's twelve minute miles. Wow. And, and yeah, it's a, it's a tough standard. Like I'm not, you know, no joke about it. Try it with uh, twenty pounds if you can hit it. Which you know, a, a little bit of jogging in between, then bump it up to thirty pounds, and then bump it up to forty, and see if you can. But that's like stud status, you know, like most guys going through the Q court, the army Q course or the air force going through the pipeline. You could probably do that, you know, but just like to kind of get your mind upset of like what good standards are. Uh, that's another tough ruck test. Yeah, I'll say that's a good one to shoot for. Okay. I mean, just like different standards that you have for yourself throughout the years, like different times, you know, I haven't run a mile. I, I don't run very often at all. You know, yeah, I, I yeah. like to, I, I like to lift. I like to walk if we're getting paid for it. And I like to, I like to try to choke dudes and break their arms. Like I like jujitsu. That's what I do, you know, cause it, it makes, it, it makes me happy. Um, but like, you know, unless somebody challenges me and, and says, Hey, well, what can you do for this? Well, then we start plugging these in. And so we got a couple of these, Ben, I've always used like, all right, your three mile run. That's the old air force PT thing. It's like, what can you do for this? What do you have for a five mile ruck? I'm, all right, a twelve mile ruck. That's the Army PT, uh, you know, the SFAS standard that guys are shooting for. This one mile ruck is is challenging. That's a, it's a tough one. Um, but some of the top athletes in the whole wide world, guys that are on the the tip of the spear for ruck running, they just knocked it out. One guy did it in under seven minutes. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, you, you did just have some world class athletes in Jacksonville, Florida last weekend didn't you yep i want to get down there one year for that i don't know if maybe we need to have a if i just need to participate in something or uh you know i'm obviously not a world-class athlete but or maybe have a booth the foundation have a booth i don't, I don't know i want to take part in that because it looks looks awesome yeah the way to do it is just come and you know be, be a spectator listen to all the fit talks they, they got uh guys like sebastian younger um there were some really like big name folks that came out and gave like talk style uh presentations and then there's a bunch of go ruck events so there's like the lights there's basics there's like scavenger hunts all weekend long and uh just a, a good environment for the weekend so it was that was awesome i think they they will probably do it again next year uh but at the end of the day just a bunch of folks getting together and training hard 
and uh, gives you something fun to look look forward to and hanging out with a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm a weirdo too. <laughs> well, so Dan, what about business ventures? I know you you at least shared a picture of a building that that I made some assumptions on. Uh, are you? Do you have something in plan there in Athens or in the area in the near future that you can talk about? Uh, well, I don't know if we fully discussed the Riyadh in Marrakesh. So we have a boutique hotel in Marrakesh, Morocco. And that's, uh, that's like, you know, we moved out. I sold my CrossFit gym in 2019 to one of my coaches. So I freed up the time, the space to do something different. You know, my, my family was ready to move on from Fort Bragg after I transitioned out of the Air Force. And, uh, so we moved out to Africa. And, uh, with the goal of renovating this boutique hotel. And so we've been open for a little bit over a year now and it is, it's phenomenal. Uh, it's really been a fun adventure for us and it's a cool kind of gateway to the Middle East. Um, and so Marrakesh specifically kind of brings a lot of cool elements from, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan, and then ties in pieces of like how California or Arizona feels. And so it's very safe. It's affordable. It's very liberal. Like it's just a cool way to experience that culture. And, uh, and so I've had a really cool experience with it. And, um, so that's what we do primarily out there. What's the name of the hotel? So the hotel is called Riyadh La Vie and Riyadh is the style of house. So it's like, it's in the city Medina and it's this old ancient city walls. You know, you got to walk through down these little alleys to get to this place. You can't even drive a car up to the front door. Like it's, you know, imagine the streets of Aladdin. That's kind of what the feel is. And, uh, and Riyadh is just the open courtyard style of, and then La Vie is the life and, you know, like say La Vie, such as life. And, um, and so we, we named it that because when you're there, you, you want to experience the best of life or like, man, you, you're out on this rooftop bar and, you know, soaking in the sun. And you, my, my initial thought was like, wow, this is the life. And so our goal is to share that with other people and, you know, make, make the Middle East and North Africa kind of accessible to folks. And, um, it's been a fun adventure. That is an adventure. I can send you the link, but, uh, man, if anybody's interested in experiencing that side of the world, um, it's, it's very safe. Like they're culturally very liberal and, uh, and, and religiously like they're, they're, you know, there's a, a very wide spectrum out in Morocco specifically. And so it's been pretty cool, uh, for us, but you know, back into Athens, like we're, we're working on building up the homestead here. So, uh, having a little farm and, you know, you can either be a, a warrior in a garden or a gardener in a war and, depend on which one you want to be. I've had my different phases and, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure your family's glad to have you back this side of the pond. My mom Are came you- out and visited and uh, she was actually talking about retiring out there because she liked it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send me the link because I, I would like to include it here. Yeah, because there could be some wild person that listens to this that wants to go. And so I'd we love do to have, have, have We have a we have a lot of folks come out and uh, it's it's really cool just to kind of help people set up their excursions and, and really like experience that culture in a way that, you know, you, you don't have to go to, you know, it's a very safe environment. And uh, and so that's that's been cool to help people f- facilitate that journey. 
I mean, I've listened to you on some podcasts since I talked to you a few years ago, and I didn't know the whole backstory, or not. I don't know the whole one still, but I didn't know all that about the the hotel, and I'd heard a little bit of it kind of recently on one of your episodes, one of your podcasts. Uh, yeah, so if someone wants to hear, so episode 75 is where I interviewed you last, Dan, and that was in 2020. And I'll I'll link to that one. What else do you want to say? What have we not covered that we need to? Well, I mean, what have we done since then? Uh, just kept training hard. I uh, got a, you know, got a fan, got a, a, another baby now. So, uh, you know, keep it on that. Not not too much has changed other than that. Where do you direct people to to find you? What what platform and what name? I'm really accessible on Instagram, Dan Skidmore 11. Like it's such an easy place to communicate with folks for me. Uh, it's because it's just like a picture and then, hey, connect or send a DM. If you got a question, uh, if you need help with like programming or you need a kettlebell pro, if you got my kettlebell program, but like, you know, ideas for training or motivation or this, like just getting in action. That's, that's what we're trying to push. And, uh, and so yeah, shoot me a message, link up and, uh, Plan it, plan a trip, you know, schedule yourself a, a go ruck event, come out and test yourself. But yeah, Instagram's great. Facebook, Cadre DS. What would be great is if a lot of people, cause you have a following, there's no doubt about it. If, if, if a lot of your followers would show up in Haleville, Alabama on May 20th and participate in this 28 mile ruck for my brother, Mark Forrester and, um, cause you'll be there and, and uh, we'll have, you know, I know there's a group from the 23, the two, three down at Hurlburt that's going to come up. I don't know how many yet, but some are, you know, a lot of people don't, don't sign up until the very end. As of Saturday or Sunday, we had 20 people that had signed up. I know that doesn't sound like much, but based off of history, nobody signs up to the last week, just about, or the day off, they show up and then register that morning. So 20 people three weeks out was is, is actually good for us. So, it, you know, who knows? I don't know what it's going to what it's going to be like for sure, Dan, because we've gone a few years. We haven't done it there since 2019. So it's our first year back in town altogether. It's just hard to say, but I wouldn't be surprised if we have 40, 45 people. We usually have anywhere from 30, 35 to 70 people. But who knows? Could be could be more. Uh, it doesn't matter doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I, I do it by myself regardless. So, uh, sure. We do appreciate the support and, and I, I look forward to seeing you and, and your family. I think your wife's coming too, right? Y'all are just all going to do it. Is that what the plan is anyway? Yep. Our little guy just weighed in at 29 pounds. So he's making the cut and he's going to get off. Yeah. That works out good. And you, you, that way you can't, uh, pass him off to anybody. Yeah. I don't guess either. <laughs> yeah. It's a teamwork effort. So yeah, I think we're, you know, with putting it out on the go ruck page and like using the rucking avenues, uh, I think in the last couple of years, like we've really made gotten good traction going with the, just the activity of rucking or walking as it is. Um, so putting it out and inviting people and, and that's, you know, the whole thing is like, bring, bring a friend, tell a neighbor, get out, tell the story, have some fun with it. Yeah, well, it's a great event. It's it's something that you know, I call it my baby. I'll do it forever. Uh, if you can <laughs> see the patch here, I'm wearing it just for just for this. All right, I'll, I'll take it on. See if I can show it here. So this is the patch that everybody will get that does that completes the 28 miles. 
this is a little help from you because this this background of that that jaguar is really cool something you did back in 2020 wasn't it dan that's right you did 28 miles every mile or 28 push-ups every mile yeah oh, man. yeah, yeah you are crazy it wasn't the push-ups that was the problem i think it was the lack of water town that i struggled with and <laughs> staying on my hydration plan but uh it's also about oh, myself yeah yeah but you know just another tough hey that that to me is the hardest uh most worthy hero workout that i've seen put out like you can come up with some crazy workouts but it's literally it's it, that's a tough one so uh clear your calendar get after it if you do 28 push-ups every mile for 28 miles, that's 784 push-ups. Now, if you throw in the memorial push-ups that we do twice, let's just say that ends up being 60, that's 844 push-ups right there that you do in a matter of half 11 hours. It's a lot of that's push-ups. It. Yeah, well, it, you know, it, back when it was hard, back when we were going through training, Cadre would often uh, times issue us a thousand eight-count bodybuilders to be done after your ruck before you get any kind of like fun for the weekend. And we would sit in the hallway of the old building there in Kiesler at Kiesler Air Force Base. And you do eight count bodybuilders. till you have a sweat angel underneath of it. You know what the eight count bodybuilder is, right? No. Okay. So you drop down in your hands, you kick out your, uh, your feet out to the push up position. You do a push up, you spread your feet out wide, you bring them back together and then you stand up and that's one. Okay. It's actually an eight. It's like an eight. But we would okay. do a, th- a thousand of them, you know, just because Kadri got mad or something. Um, but man, that was a that capped off basically every every week or every two weeks of just brutality. Um, so you know, when you look at numbers, like ah, well, nine hundred push-ups. Eh, all right, whatever, knock it out, chip away at it, wanted it. Sorry, man, I'm sitting in my uh, glorious office here in the car. And, uh, <laughs> I know we got a we've got a uh, I don't, a Blair Witch project going on here. I think, Dan. Yeah, that's it. It's uh, it's uh, I don't have a sweet office set up, but you know, someday maybe if we do another podcast in a year or two, we'll have a uh, the the sweet office set up. Yeah, Coming yeah, out, yeah. It's rough, and most of the time I just stand outside and get some sunshine. But well, let's let's end it for you. It's late. You're it's at 1030 for you now. I appreciate you doing this. Is there anything else you want to say? No, I mean, I'm, I'm honored to be on the path with you guys and uh, stoked to see everybody.